Good morning, I'm Doug Doby. Welcome to Subject ACT on Tuesday the 12th of April. Today on Subject ACT, we talk with GWS Giants Chief Operating Officer Richard Griffiths about the proposed $800 million upgrade to Monica Oval and surrounding precincts. Later in the program, we also talk with Chair of the Inner South Canberra Community Council, Gary Kent, about the community's response to this proposed development. We welcome GWS Giants Chief Operating Officer Richard Griffiths to talk about Marnica Green, the proposed $800 million upgrade to transform Marnica Oval into a world-class sporting facility. Could you just give us a brief background of the GWS Giants' involvement with Canberra? Certainly, look, we're the newest club in the AFL competition. We entered the AFL in 2012 as part of the Australian Football League's expansion strategy that included also the Gold Coast Suns in southeast Queensland. So we're a very, very young club. We're five years old. Part of our commitment to the AFL and to Canberra is to ensure that we play home and away games here in Canberra. And to that end, we've had a 10-year partnership arrangement with the ACT government, to which we're obviously halfway through. And we're delighted with the progress we've made in Canberra. We're delighted with the support that we're garnering. We've got close on 3,500 members. Our crowds are healthy. In fact, last year when we played Geelong, towards the end of the season, we had our first sellout. So the Canberra community is getting right behind our club. And in addition, the club is also investing a lot of time and money in developing the game across Canberra and ACT region in conjunction with the development staff. Our players love playing in Canberra. Canberra's a very knowledgeable AFL market, so we're really pleased with our progress. And I guess part of our proposal to the ACT government is to to ensure that the AFL and the Giants are embedded in Canberra in perpetuity. With this proposal, you're trying to lock yourself as an AFL club in Canberra for a longer-term commitment? That's one of the objectives. I guess the main objective is that Amanica Oval in its current form is somewhat antiquated and is falling behind national and international standards in terms of its amenities. And we believe the people of the nation's capital and being the nation's capital uh, for all Australians that it is absolutely appropriate that we come up with a strategy to upgrade the amenities and the entire facility and for that matter the precinct to give the people of Canberra what they deserve. The GWS Giants chairman Tony Shepherd proposed an $800 million upgrade of the Marnica Oval precinct and you're actually moving to oversee the next phase, is that correct? So we lodged a business case unsolicited bid proposal late last year to the ACT government under their protocols and guidelines and post-Christmas the club took the decision in conjunction with the government that we needed to ensure that we educate and communicate our proposal and our plans to the broad community and so we are undertaking a intensive three to four month community consultation process to which I am leading. So I am uh, residing in Canberra, I'm talking to as many stakeholder and community groups, influential individuals, business councils, property group associations and associated stakeholders. So we want to be authentic and genuine, we want to listen to what people think about our proposal. Not only do we want to listen, we want to act on what people are suggesting. So we've called for uh, people to give us their ideas through our website, monicagreen.com.au, but also so there will be other opportunities through public consultation that people can give us their views. With your proposal, what are you actually looking at doing? So the proposal contemplates the development of a mixed-use precinct that will include residential, commercial and retail outlets. That mixed-use precinct will allow for the required investment to upgrade the oval itself and its amenities. So our proposal doesn't cost the taxpayer any money. 
our development partner will source funds to ensure that the precinct and the development is able to fund the upgrade of these amenities and the facility itself to ensure that it becomes to an acceptable standard in terms of what people currently expect for fan experience at both cricket and AFL. The CEO of AFL, Gillam Lagoughlin, referred to this development to be similar to the Adelaide environment. Look, that's certainly the benchmark that we, I guess, will refer to. What has happened in Adelaide has been extraordinary for the people of Adelaide, for the retailers in Adelaide and for the sports-loving fans of Adelaide. Adelaide Oval has retained its iconic ambience and environment. The architects and the design have complemented the surrounding areas and the treescape. It's wonderfully complements the environment whilst providing the modern-day facilities that spectators and fans expect. So we think that what's happened in Adelaide is a good case study for what we're trying to achieve at Monica Oval. So we think that, again, the people of Canberra deserve a better facility. We've had experience where our fans have written to the club or run the club and told stories of missing entire quarters of football because they've been queuing up at the public toilets in the outer side there or even people leaving the ground to go to the Kingston Hotel to go to, to a bathroom. So it's just simply not up to standard and it's time that it was addressed and we believe our proposal is the best way forward and the quickest way home to give, as I say, the people of Canberra. And look, it's the nation's capital. nation's capital deserves a world-class sporting facility. And at the moment, Marnica Oval falls a long way short. Marnica Oval and the precinct has that heritage aspect. You're looking to complement and maintain that same heritage ambience? Absolutely, and we were always aware that there were heritage aspects connected to the precinct, including the pool and the scoreboard and the art centre, etc. So we've been totally aware going into this project of that. In our public consultation, it has been highlighted by a variety number of groups about the importance of the heritage aspect. We've engaged heritage experts to give us advice around particularly that Monica precinct. We're taking on board that advice. Uh, we're taking on board the concerns and what's been communicated to us by the communities. And we will be working around that to ensure that the heritage aspects are protected. In fact, our design is actually based around enhancing the, the heritage aspects, not detracting from it. We want it to be a showpiece and we want to highlight the heritage aspects and enhance them. It's not just a sporting redevelopment, but there's also commercial residential aspects to the project. Is that correct? So that's correct. Our mixed-use precinct contemplates a four-star hotel, for example, units, a commercial office area. And then in terms of retail, we want to develop the precinct as a health and well-being precinct. So we would like to see, for example, a gymnasium that can link into that Monica Pool area. We would like to see you know, health and well-being outlets as part of the retail landscape. It might be health food stores. It might be a sports medicine clinic. That's what we're contemplating and that's what we're heading towards to ensure that the entire precinct is based around around you know, good health, good well-being, uh, community and uh, family environment that in fact connects down through Tilapia Park and into the Kingston Foreshore Precinct. Our proposal contemplates a running track around Tilapia Park, Tilapia Park being upgraded with a running track uh, with lights so people are safe if they run at dusk or you know, a little bit later on in the evening. So you know, they're the concepts that we're working towards and that's what we would like to see as part of this project. So we're very cognizant of the heritage aspects, we're very cognizant of a health and well-being precinct and we're very cognizant of the local environment to ensure that this development is a thing of beauty that all Canberrans will be proud of. And is it just for the AFL codes or will other sporting codes be able to use the oval with the upgrade? 
we're in collaboration with cricket, the local cricket, Cricket ACT, but also Cricket Australia. It's very, very important that this project delivers the needs for cricket so that Canberra can enjoy international cricket, whether it be Test Cricket, One Day Cricket, 2020 Cricket. So we're working with Cricket Australia and ACT Cricket to ensure that in terms of the facility, we meet the International Cricket Council's standards in terms of things like broadcast facilities, and player change room facilities, cricket nets for training, etc. So we see this upgrade benefiting cricket, obviously AFL, but also the broader community because our plan proposes to open up the precinct so that everyone can enjoy it virtually 365 days a year. You mentioned that you already have a design in place, but I understand there's also a design competition for the upgrade? What we've done at the moment, it's more of a conceptual master plan. It's not a detailed design uh, as such. We are very much committed to best practice when it comes to the final design of the entire precinct, including the oval upgrade itself, obviously. So pending the outcome of any decision that the ACT government might make, uh, through the Australian Institute of Architects, we will call for a design competition that will incorporate and utilise the services of perhaps up to five of Australia's leading architecture firms. And from there, we'll, we'll give them the scope of, and the brief that's based on the public consultation and the community consultation about what people would like to see and not like to see. And then the competition will run its course. And during that competition, the community and the public will have further opportunities to provide input. The proposal already has apparent bipartisan support from the ACT government and also from the AFL. At this stage, it's an unsolicited proposal. What does that mean? So most jurisdictions around Australia have a process where uh, organisations can lodge a unsolicited bid to governments based on a unique uh, proposition and proposal for them to consider. So we have adhered to those guidelines under Invest Canberra. We've lodged our proposal and our business case late last year for their consideration. We're undertaking a public consultation phase to help inform us about the community needs and the government will make a determination as to whether they approve our business case as such or whether they, for example, go to a Swiss challenge or a, a last right of refusal type of scenario. So the government does have some options in terms of making a determination under those guidelines. How long do people have to have an input into this project? Perhaps the best way to undergo that is to go to our website, monicagreen.com.au. We intend running this, uh, what we've called a Call for Great Ideas campaign that is on the website, where people have an opportunity up till the end of April. We've been running this campaign since mid-February, and from the call for great ideas, in parallel with the work that I'm doing in terms of one-on-one you know, -on -one stakeholder meetings, we're gathering all the information and collateral. We will digest that and utilise those suggestions and ideas to further enhance and shape our master plan, but also, as I mentioned before, to help shape the inputs by which there will be a terms of reference for our design competition through the auspices of the Australian Institute of Architects. What are some of the things that people are saying about this development? It would be fair to say that there is a general acknowledgement and acceptance from the broad Canberra community that this needs to happen, uh, that if it doesn't happen through this proposal, it may be another 30, 40 years' time before there is the capacity for Monica Oval to be upgraded. So here's a unique opportunity for Canberrans to have a project that will deliver them a lifelong and generational facility for future generations and, and our children. That's certainly what we're heading for. 
But we understand that there are some concerns from certain elements of the community, in particular around, as we've already mentioned, the heritage aspect. The Monica Swimming Pool has been mentioned regularly, but also other issues surrounding you know, traffic management, car parking, match day traffic flow, the management structures of the facility, etc., etc. So the feedback that we've got in terms of some of the concerns, uh, we anticipated that feedback and we're certainly taking on board what people are saying and we hope to be able to, within our scope, be able to go back to those concern groups and have some solutions that I guess will satisfy them. And currently with Match Day, there's a lot of on-the-street parking. With the proposal, you're planning to have some underground car parking as well? Yeah, look, there's certainly be basement car parking. I think our proposal contemplates 1,450 car park. But in addition to that, and this is what we've been trying to communicate to the public, to the stakeholders, we're contemplating a parking management plan that uh, utilises modern technologies. So, for example, there are car parks being contemplated down on the Kingston Foreshore precinct. You have the parliamentary triangle that sits vacant, basically an idle on sporting days over the weekend. So we're working around a solution that will see the use of technology to actually dissipate cars away from the precinct, not bring it into the precinct, and then adopt a park and ride type of transport solution into the ground. So in essence, you're trying to take the traffic away from the Marnica precinct, but still have the opportunity for business and people to come into Marnica. Uh, that's absolutely correct. And so on non-match days, there'll be additional car parks that will help service the Monica retail precinct, for example. So we're very cognizant and very aware from our own experience over the last five years that car parking is definitely an issue and, and transport management and traffic flow along Canberra Avenue, Oxley and Fitzroy Streets are definitely an issue and it is something that is a high priority for us uh, as part of this design project. You said the timing is important now because it could be another 30 years before we get that opportunity. Why is timing so important now? Well, we think that we've provided a proposal that is at no taxpayer cost. The ACT government simply doesn't have the capital required to enhance the stadium. We've got a unique proposal that has a funding model that, as I've already mentioned, won't cost the taxpayer. And so we fear that if this opportunity is not taken now, that there may not be another opportunity for some time to come. Richard, are there other things that you would like to, to comment at this stage? I guess the important thing to remember here is that this is a giant led initiative. It was led initially by our giant Canberra-based board member, Peter Taylor. This is actually his brainchild and it's his vision. And so this is something that we believe is important to the broader community. We think that the economic benefits that will flow from an upgraded precinct in terms of increased interstate visitation, this facility may in fact attract international events, international sporting events. So we think that by making this a sports precinct that is second to none in Australia, it's going to have some local community outcomes, but also some you know financial and economic outcomes for the Canberra economy. So we think that this is something that can only be for the good of the people of Canberra. It'll be a great representation of the nation's capital and an opportunity that, that shouldn't be lost. With this weekend coming up on the 17th of April, the Giants are playing against Port Adelaide at the Marnica Oval. Will there be opportunities for people to comment at the game? 
as we did two weeks ago when we were in Canberra when we played Geelong and there was a very healthy crowd there. We had some scoreboard visuals that gave people a sense of what we're proposing. We also had postcards that were distributed throughout the crowd where people were able to indicate their support otherwise for our proposal to which we will take on board and get a sense of the scale of support or otherwise. And we'll be doing something similar at the Port Adelaide game where leading into the game we'll continue with our public consultation. Uh, we'll do a similar active at the game in terms of asking people to demonstrate their support and then on Wednesday the 20th of April we'll be holding an open forum at Monica Oval that will feature Kevin Sheedy uh, and some other representatives of you know, Australian football, the local community uh, the Giants where people have an opportunity to come in and we'll be able to provide uh, further detail as we come to the end of our course Great Ideas campaign Now the open forum, how do people register for that event? So we're just working our way through the logistics of that, but, but basically we will have some trade show type stands at the Bradman Room in the Monica Oval. We'll be advertising it through our website and other channels where people are free just to come in on the on the night and you know, ask questions of the Giants, ask questions of our development partner Grocon and, and basically be up to date and as well informed as they can be as we start moving through the, the next phase of the process. So this is really an opportunity for the community to benefit from a sporting development, a community business development, and it's not at a community cost. It's actually funded by the business model. Correct. Richard, thank you for joining us on Subject ACT. Uh, pleasure. Thanks very much, Dave. And all the best with the project. Thank you. That was GWS Giants Chief Operating Officer Richard Griffiths talking about the proposed $800 million development to Marnica Oval and the surrounding precincts. Thank you for listening to Subject ACT, local current affairs and news with Doug Doby. Stay tuned to 2XXFM as we interview Chair of the Inner South Canberra Community Council, Gary Kent, about the community's response to this development. The Giants Chief Operating Officer, Richard Griffiths, said that Canberra as a nation's capital deserves a world-class sporting facility and the Marnica Oval in its current form falls a long way short. Would you agree with that? I think I would agree with that. The Oval is getting old. It's not state-of-the-art, certainly not 21st century. There are a number of problems with the Oval, including the number of seats out in the rain. The interface between Marnica shops and the Oval is not very good. It's a bit dangerous crossing the road there. The Oval cooking facilities aren't very good and some of the conference rooms are too small. So the Oval certainly could do with a bit of an upgrade. I would agree with that, yes. And the GWS Giants consider their $800 million proposal as the best strategy to upgrade Monica Oval to a world-class sporting facility, as well as developing residential and commercial aspects in the surrounding precinct. Is this good for Canberra? We're not sure about the process which might be used to upgrade the Oval. We're not sure that the unsolicited bid proposal, which is consistent with territory financial arrangements, is necessarily the best deal for the ACT. We would have preferred that the community be consulted first, shown the Monica Master Plan developed by the government, and then worked on developing objectives and parameters with the government for the precinct. It's sort of worked in reverse. A developer has come along and sort of told us what we need for the precinct. It's all a bit topsy-turvy, really. The value of the land around the Oval is very substantial and we're not necessarily sure whether the process that has been commenced is the one that will deliver the best financial return for the Territory. The land around the Oval is very, very valuable and so we're a little bit concerned about that. 
we are organising a public meeting on the 28th of April at which the government will be asked to explain to the community how this unsolicited bid process works, how it will ensure maximum consultation from the community, and how it will protect the ACT in terms of its financial return. Now, there's a lot of water to pass under the bridge yet. We're not at all opposed to the giants or Grocott as companies and organisations. They are reputable companies and people love their football. But it's really, are we going to be impacting detrimentally on a very important heritage precinct in Canberra? Are the up to 1,000 new apartments proposed going to cause untold traffic mayhem in the vicinity of the Oval? And are the existing parking problems going to get even worse? So there's some of the issues that we'll be thinking about. So in this case, it's the development proposal has more so come from the developers rather than from the public. So that is one of your big concerns? That's right, yes. We would have preferred that the government consulted the community on the master plan and then, with full awareness of community aspirations for the Mardi Oval precinct, then there could have been a bid considered consistent with the community expectations. And there is a precedent for that. The government recently announced that the development of the Canberra Brickworks site and the surrounding land will be put out to tender. And the community was invited to participate in a community panel. And that panel worked over several months to develop objectives and parameters for that site. So the community was consulted at the very beginning of the process rather than the end. And uh, we think that that is a model that could very well be adapted for use in the current Monica Oval proposal. Given its concept stage, would you like them to take more consideration of objectives and parameters? We would like them to be aware of the community views about what they value in the current precinct. I don't really have a problem with the way the Giants are progressing in the terms of an unsolicited bid. They have put out a concept. They are consulting the community on the concept. I think that consultation is getting better as it goes along. It started off a bit shakily. The plan is that when a concept has been more fully formed, the Giants will commission some of Australia's leading architects to submit to a competition for the detailed design work of the precinct. So we don't have any problem with that and we think that the idea of a competition is something that we're very pleased about. But we think that so far it's occurred in a bit of a vacuum in terms of what the community expect. You know, there are proposals, for example, for a walking track around Tilopia Park. There are proposals for commercial and retail development in the buildings around the Oval. Proposal for some impact on the heritage sites around the Oval. And we felt the community should have been able to articulate their views about this before the actual proposal came in. For example, what do the Monica traders think and the Kingston traders, what do they think about having more shops over the road? Um, mm. Is it a good thing or a bad thing for them? What does the Tilopia Park School think about the potential increase in traffic? How do they wish to relate to the Monica Oval precinct? These community discussions should have occurred well before the matter was the subject of an unsolicited bid. And we feel that the Giants and Grocon know more about the government's objectives for Manica than we do. We think the people should have been an equal partner. So at this time, you are really wanting the public to have an opportunity for more input. That's right. We want more input. We want to know from the government how at every step of the way the interests of the community and the ACT and Canberra's role as the national capital is protected. We want to know, you know, at what steps will public consultation be sought? How do we make sure that the development is consistent with the territory plan and the national capital plan? We want to know how the community's views are being sorted that step of the process and we wouldn't want to see any short-circuiting of the consultation process such as the 
occurred in regard to the light rail, where public comment has been truncated and appeal rights have been reduced. We wouldn't want to see any of that. And at our public meeting, we're hoping the government can explain in great detail how the community can feed in at every stage. And we think that a community panel of the local stakeholders might be a way that that can usefully occur. And what time frame would you think would be reasonable for community input? Oh, look, it would need to take just several months. There's an awful lot of work to do in terms of what might be appropriate at the precinct. There are heritage considerations, traffic considerations, parking considerations, all sorts of things, and there will need to be a lot of studies commissioned. We would want to know, for example, the detailed advice on the potential traffic impact there. How many traffic movements a day? One estimate I've seen is that the proposal uh, of the scale proposed by the Giants might mean 4,000 extra traffic movements every day. Now, that's a lot of traffic in an area that is already quite congested. So we want to make sure that all of the studies and research was conducted. Ultimately, the government will need to make a decision on whether or not they wish to accept the unsolicited bid. And we want to make sure that we have time to talk to the government about our views about that. So how much time would you like to state at this stage? Is it three to six months? I think it would be at least six months. Yes, any less than that wouldn't be doing it justice. There are so many things to take into account. And then, of course, if the development does proceed, there's about an eight to ten year construction period and a lot of impact on the local community. So we think it's important to take the time now to get it right. The GWS Giants have the Chief Operating Officer, Richard Griffiths, in Canberra at this stage. Have you had time to sit down and talk with him about your issues and concerns? I certainly have. I have met Richard on a number of occasions and he's in no doubt about the views of the local community, the South Canberra Community Council. He's very appreciative of the opportunity to engage on these matters. He's very much aware of local concerns such as parking, environment, heritage, mm. etc. He's undertaking a program of going around Canberra talking to people and we're pleased about that. So he's certainly in no doubt about our views and we're very clear too on what the Giants are trying to achieve. And they generally wish to have a world-class site here in Canberra and, uh, you know, it's great that the Giants are playing in Canberra. They're playing three games a year and that's good for local business. The Kingston shops and the, the Marnica shops benefit when tourists are coming into Canberra to watch the football. And so uh, Richard has a job to do. It's our job to make sure Richard's aware that the community feels it has a very important stake in what's happening in the Marnica Oval Precinct and he's acknowledged that he needs to do a bit more, I think, to convince the community that their views are being heard. So on one stage we've got a proposal that's offering to redevelop and upgrade the oval and also commercial and business benefits to the local precincts. However, on the other side, we want a fair opportunity for the community to have their say in this project. Yes, absolutely. It Mm. will not work if the community's aspirations for the precinct are not realised. We had an example a few months ago of where the community's voice was not listened to, in fact ignored, and that was the Marnica land swap fiasco. We had a situation where the school was told they were going to lose their tennis courts, the Marnica Child Care Centre was going to be moving, the services club was going to be moving over to Marnica. None of that was done with any public consultation at all, and the whole deal collapsed. So it's very important that the stakeholders are brought on side. This is our neighbourhood. This is where we live. It is a commercial precinct. It is a sporting precinct. But many hundreds of families live around the area and they have a right to talk to the government and to talk to the developers about their needs for their local area. Their kids play in the parks there. Their kids go to schools there. Very important that they are consulted because they're going to keep living there long after the crowds have gone for the matches. And you said there is a public meeting on the 28th. Um, What are some of the details? It'll 
be on the 28th of April at 7pm, probably in the Wesleyan Church. We'll let you know when we have a final venue. We've invited along Mr Gary Rake. He's the Deputy Director General of the Environment and Planning Directorate. And he's going to be in the hot seat, as it were, telling us how the government plans to consult and to make sure that all the development planning requirements are met. He's volunteered to take questions and I think it'll be a very intensive two-way exchange of views on what the government's vision is for the precinct, how they intend to manage consultation and I'm sure the community will take the opportunity to tell Mr Rake, representing the government, what they think should be occurring and how they wish to be consulted. This meeting is only two or three weeks away which means that it can inform public opinion at a very early stage of the process and hopefully lead to an amicable consultation arrangements going forward. Mm. And if people want to stay up to date, where can they keep informed in regards to this? The Inner South Canberra Community Council has a website. It's www.istrccc.org.au and we have a, a Twitter feed in the South ACT and if they write to us through the website, we can put them on our email list and make sure that they receive constant updates about what we're doing about consultation in the, in the Manuka precinct. We'll also be regularly speaking to the media such as yourself and the Canberra Times to make sure that the meeting and other opportunities are well and truly advertised. Gary, at this stage, is there anything else that you would like to say? It's one of the iconic areas of Canberra, Monica Precinct. There's not many parts of Canberra that go back to the 1920s and 1930s and it's critically important to all of us. For example, one of the great assets in the precinct is the Monica Pool. Mm. Now that was built in the, in the Great Depression and we wouldn't want anything to occur that impacts on that pool and its surrounds and the, uh, the giants have given us assurances in that regard. There's also a 1938 childcare centre on the site. Now we want to make sure that these heritage buildings are absolutely protected and these feature amongst our conversations with, with the Giants. It's a very important part of Old Canberra and we will change it at our peril if we don't do it properly. Gary, thank you very much for joining us on Subject ACT. Thank you, Doug. It's a pleasure being with you and uh, thank you for having me. That was Chair of the Inner South Canberra Community Council, Gary Kent, talking about the community's response to Monica Green, the proposed $800 million upgrade to transform Monica Oval into a world-class sporting facility, as well as residential and community developments in the surrounding precincts. Join us again tomorrow morning on Subject ACT at 8.30 with Lucy, Patrick and Jeff for more local current affairs and news. Coming up next on 2XX at 9 o'clock is Radio Land Care. Stay tuned for more on 2XXFM 98.3 People Powered Radio. I'm Doug Dobing on Subject ACT. Thank you for listening and have a great day.